It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. truck get fired up it's the state of combat podcast on cbs sports with your boy the brian campbell we're back folks we are in fact back with a bang i'm back uh, trust me i'm back baby it's the mixed martial arts edition this week your boy bc getting you all kinds of fired up not only with a detailed preview of this weekend's ufc fight night dc card DC and DC, DC and DC. Shout out to Rashad for that joke. But uh, also, look, the latest news in the sport, it is going to be a red-hot first half to the 2020 calendar in the UFC. And we're going to break down all the recent fight announcements from Connor to Habib Tony 5 and more. Oh, heck yeah. The aforementioned UFC Hall of Famer Rashad Evans. We tried to connect with him today. He's on the road. He's getting fired up to be working this weekend's card for ESPN. When Overeem, Rosenstruck do battle, of course, in D.C., unable to make a connection. We had some tech difficulties. But I'm coming to you live and direct from the CBS Sports office in Stanford, Connecticut. And sitting next to me, a newly minted Connecticut resident. Yes, it's North Boca High's own number 65 in your scorebook, number one in your heart, CBS Sports writer and editor, Brandon Wise. What's going on, PC? It's been a wild few weeks here getting all set up as we now have a guest walking into our studio. To- wow, wow, the great KP, Karen Portley, stepping by. Oh, hey, hey, how is it, guy? All right, how's your hang down? Okay, great. Brandon, um... Connecticut, man, you made it. You made it, brother. Barely. It was a experience of a lifetime to get up here. It was a long drive, followed by some fun with landlords that yes. everybody loves to hear yes. about. You had but- a lot of grunting. You sounded like a Madagascar cockroach earlier today. <laughs> Wow, do you like that one? That's not grunting. Yeah, that's great. That is fantastic. Sorry, on my soundboard, folks, uh, discovered this animal section there that that comes with it. Okay, so there's a lot of hisses going on. All right, thank you. All right, uh, Brandon Wise, um, can you um, comment on the fact that you moved to Connecticut on the first day of winter? You know, so that's great. Hey, welcome. You know. Yeah, I mean, I decided kind of sporadically, I guess you could say, my lease was coming up, and we decided to make this move. In the middle of November, right before Thanksgiving, it was a, it was a little bit added stress, I would say, but we got it done. All right, we're yeah, settling in. You look, know, a lot of pros and cons with living in Connecticut. If people aren't from this area, they think it's a forgotten state, or they think it's that rich state. I'll tell you what, I didn't grow up in that rich section of that rich state, <laughs> but um, there's a lot of pros to this place. Okay, the taxes will get you, the traffic will get you. Yeah. All right. Hang, Ar- already got me so far. Hang out in Bridgeport, they'll get you. <laughs> But uh, you are near the pizza capital of the world, New Haven, Connecticut, so shout out to you on that one. All yes, right. sir. Well, enough about your life. F, <laughs> F your feelings, Brandon. It is mixed martial arts time. Um, shout out to our boy, Sugar Rashad, like I mentioned. Shout out to you, the listener. All right? We know you come to the show. We know you like it. Why don't you spread that forward for the holiday season? Not only by hitting up our friends at Ballsy.com to keep your jewels jolly. Brandon, by the way. Not just the hair club president, but also a client of that operation. But also head on over to Apple Podcast, Spotify. Hit us up with a five-star review. Rate us. And tell us ahead of this MMA voting season for 2019, who is your pick? Fight of the year. Fighter of the year. Do you like George? Not GSP. I'm talking about the damn street Jesus. Or do you like some Israel Adesanya? 
Maybe you're a big Pitbull fan. You know what I'm saying? Right? Right? Give me the green light, bro. I'm ready to go, okay? He's not talking about traffic. I'll tell you that much. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of one. I had a lot of one-way traffic before I got married. I'll tell you that much. For another, that's another story, another time. All right, Brandon. Uh, the the people they heard our spiel. But um, are you feeling what I'm feeling, Brandon? We're gonna get into all those fight announcements. But it sounds like 2020 is gonna be big business for the UFC. Dude, I mean, first of all, we took what two weeks off with the holidays and me moving up here to get this podcast back in order. Yes, and all hell just broke loose during the holidays because out of nowhere on Thursday on Thanksgiving we get the the big announcement that we've been waiting for, and then it's another one and another one and another one, and it's just like, okay, yeah, it sounds like UFC finally realized we just need to make big fights. We need to make sure our stars are all fighting and. That's how we get our pay-per-view numbers that we want. That's how we get the money that we want. Because it's all about making sure that ESPN's happy with that deal and making sure that a lot of people are subscribing to ESPN Plus right now. And it sounds like that's where, what we're going to get. That is true, bro. I mean, business is, is really about to pick up if you get down like that. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. Yes, we are. A lot of us are. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to have a lot that we're going to break down and get through. Like I mentioned... This is the Mixed Martial Arts Edition. Next week, though, big week. UFC 245 on the schedule. That triple header of title fights. A loaded card around that as well. Your boy BC will be on the grounds in Las Vegas. Keeping you keeping you in check of what's going on. We will have a preview next Wednesday. Myself, BW, Brandon Wise, and Sugar Rashad Evans breaking down all the angles. And be on the lookout for more from the SOC next week. We're talking about a Friday Media Day podcast. Interviews with all the big names on that card. And, of course, late Saturday, early Sunday, IA Instant Analysis. Wow. A well-caffeinated BC with the stench of Vegas still all over him will give you the insides and outs of what went down in that octagon there. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, remember that time Mickey Gall was clowning on Northcutt? I think that boy's corny. I want to punch his spikes out of his hair. Yeah, all right. Uh, what's the feeling you get when you go on Twitter and Sage Northcutt is just finding an excuse to put his abs out there? What's the feeling I get? Yeah. I mean, jealousy? Uh, <laughs> like. I think that's what everybody gets from a, what is he, 21, 22, maybe I now? Know. I think he's done more setups than any person ever. Oh, no, by the way, um, shout out to Brandon Wise for arriving in CT and handing me a Yuana Young Jacek t-shirt. You know, my favorite fighter. And guess what, bro? Boogie Woman is coming. Okay, more on that to come in this show. But I was proud to wear that this week on Showtime's Morning Combat every yeah, Monday, was, 12 Eastern. YouTube, check it out. All I right? was a little disappointed I didn't get the shout out there, but that's cool. Oh, that's there cool we go. Here you, go. <laughs> you sound like my boy Jack Crosby. You know I love me some Outback Jack Crosby. I mentioned Yingling on that show, and he's like, where's my where's my call out? By the way, shout out to the great Jack Crosby. One year wedding anniversary this past weekend. Him in the lovely alley. Shout out indeed. All right, we're going to start the show, folks, but we're going to do that right after a word. From our friends and sponsors. Yeah. All right. Dig it. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. And we're back. BC. B-dubs, Sugar Rashad on a bye week, but please check out his work this weekend with ESPN, ESPN Plus, uh, UFC, DC. What is that airing on, Brandon? It's on ESPN. All right, it's on big ESPN. Love the work that Rashad Evans does as well. He'll be back next week on our podcast to break down 245. But Brandon, the big news, the monster news of this week is the slew of fight announcements, and it doesn't get any bigger than what we've spent, I don't know, a year on this podcast talking about debating ad nauseum. Who is that brash Irish fella finally going to face? We've got it. January 18th, 
UFC 246, Las Vegas, Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone in a welterweight bout. After all this time to get here, Brandon, it still rules. It's still real to me. This is a big-ass fight. Stylistically, it's incredible. They're going to bang. We love that. We get excited about that. Let me bang with somebody. Let somebody stand up and bang with me. Indeed. Indeed, fella, whoever you are. All right? That, that fight gives me a phoner, if you know what I'm talking about. But can I play cynic with you? Can I play devil's advocate Keanu Reeves style with you, Brandon? Okay. I know Connor had that secret hand injury over the summer and last and he delayed his return this year, but this fight would have been so much better before Cerrone's back-to-back knockout losses in the last six months when he was dad Cerrone and he had this sort of renaissance run to a possible title shot. Talk me down off this weird ledge, though. It's still going to bang. It's still going to do what its job is to do, which is get Connor's brand over and entertain us, correct? Well, first of all, you said secret hand injury. I think we know how he injured his hand. It was punching that old dude at the bar in Ireland oh, in, wow. in April. But wow, that fella had a chin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that fella, that that guy had a beard on him, if if you will, Brandon. You know, his chin is deteriorating. Oh, he ate it and kept walking. I mean, that is true. Kept walking. Guy kept drinking. He <laughs> ate it. Just turned the page. Just turned the other cheek, Brandon. It was almost biblical. Yeah, I mean, so. I get where you're coming from. I I also am not like huge on this just because it shows you what it is, right? It's a soft comeback for a guy who they know needs a win. They know his brand can't take another major hit. And while Cerrone doesn't really doesn't pose like the elite level threat that you would expect out of like a Justin Gaethje or a or a Tony Ferguson even, he is still a live dog. You know, like damn right, he can still bang in there, and he's gonna put on a show. Like Tony, Tony Ferguson against Donald Cerrone over the summer, which again I think is gonna go down as one of the weirdest matchmaking decisions we've seen in UFC in recent years in a co-main event slot because it's like it felt like you wasted that when you, you wasted used, his comeback, basically, right? You could have, or you could have, no, just, I mean, you wasted Cerrone's sort of. Well, you wasted both of them because you could have made um, uh, uh, Dustin or Dustin. You could have made Tony and Khabib. In September, if you would have just waited three months. So I, I thought that that part of it was weird. I, I I like the fight, but I also I'm starting to read more about what the plan is here for Connor. And it sounds like he kind of knows he's not getting Habib. Because according- now why, why, why do you say that? Why so, do you say that, brother? Listen, so Ariel Hawani says now. Who's that? <laughs> that the plan is that he wants to go to 170. He wants to prove that he's okay at that weight class to then challenge Jorge Masvidal later in 2020. <sighs> All right, that part of it doesn't sound like BS. The part about the coming back at 170 just seems like, hey, why make these guys have to slash weight if you don't have to? Let's make this almost a ver- veritable BMF fight. Let's just let them go out there and bang. They're both almost the same size, Cerrone a little bigger. But do you really think his goal, that, that doesn't seem on brand to me because... Connor's always about running back the loss, right? I mean, Connor's always about, okay, you beat me, but I'm going to take this loss better than you think I will. I'm going to learn from him and I'll be back. And I'll be like, this is the only fight he wanted Habib. Habib, he wanted it yesterday. He wanted it every day. I can't believe he's angling toward the idea. I mean, you can say, you can make the argument for sure that there's, no, there's not. I'm sorry. There's more money in a Habib rematch than there is against Jorge Masvidal. Right, that's fine. But my point is, the sound, what it sounds like they're going to do is line this, line it up more like this, where that's three or four fights away still. Like, they're going to they're gonna do the, the Donald fight. He wants to fight Jorge maybe, I guess, after Jorge fights Usman or Covington? I don't know. But that's then, a bad fight for him, though. And then after that, he wants to fight Habib. So, I mean, if that all works out, that's that's all well and good. I just don't know how that's going to go for him because, like we've talked about, I don't know how he matches up against the elite at welterweight and 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 even lightweight because we've talked about this before. He's got an elite punch. He's not an elite mixed martial artist. True. He's not a submission guy. He has no ground game that we've seen. He doesn't take down. He he stuffed one takedown against Habib. Congratulations. He well, he worked down. hard that one round to to keep himself off the ground, and yes. then it was once that once he broke the seal. You know, at a, at a, yeah. at a you know at yeah. like a sporting event. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. All right. <laughs> um, I might break the seal right here in front of you. That's <laughs> that's gross. All right. 
So yeah, I I just don't know that that plan holds up well, even though I am very happy that we're going to get him back. I just also want to have a resolution to the stuff in Ireland. Like, I feel like this is all well and good that we're able to talk about the fights and that he's he's a big for business, but he's also got two pending cases against him in Ireland that we haven't gotten to a resolution yet. And he's got... Yeah, rape, rape was the case that they gave him. Well, he's allegedly... There, right. he's he can't be named publicly because of the laws in Ireland, but yeah, like it give me a resolution with that before we get to fights because I think I told you that was my conspiracy theory that as to why they were holding him out was that they wanted to see what happened with that and I guess not. <laughs> I guess they wanted yeah. to just get to twenty twenty. We do have a uh, audio sound though of uh, that time when Connor attempted to attack Habib with the dolly. <laughs> You finding these sounds today has just kept you entertained for like an hour. Yes. All right. Oh, we actually have sound of that accident at the uh, Albuquerque intersection there with a with a UFC lightweight champion. All right. Go. Oh no, the the, the baby wasn't born yet. Please stop. Stop. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not nice. That lady was. Come on. Please stop. All right. Um, Brandon. Look, the main purpose of this fight is to rehab Connor's brand and to prepare him for either. Look, I think it's more likely that he gets the immediate Connor. If, if, sorry, if Habib beats Tony, and we're going to get to that in a second, I think that's a lottery ticket you cannot F around with. You punch that thing. Let me remind you folks, Connor Habib won, broke the mark. It's, it's the most, it's the biggest, it's, it's the only MMA pay-per-view to ever go above 2 million buys. It is, that's the jam right there. You get a chance. I mean, that thing happened Regardless of the fact that can we can we wake up? Conor McGregor attacked a, a coworker and got rewarded for it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like because the business was so big, it was the equivalent of the uh, state of Nevada allowing Floyd to delay his jail sentence by a month that time to fight Miguel Cotto. It's just one of those things. If they get a chance, they're cashing that thing in later next year. But the point of this is to rehab Conor. Even with two losses, Cerrone's still the right opponent. He's still in a way there to get knocked out. He's not going to take the fight to the ground. It works. And this actually could be a sneaky monster pay-per-view even with a a short build. Because, like, Cerrone's such a perfect B-side as, like, the baby face against the embattled star who half the people hate him because he's brash and he got tapped out easy against Habib. Half the people hate him because he may have just raped two people. We don't know. Or he knocked out some guy to bar. Half the people, you know, automatically hate him because he's a trash talker. Like, that's a lot of halves. But you get what I'm saying here. Um, it's it's perfect matchmaking. So I think it'll do really well. I, we got to be there. I got to freaking be there. You know what I'm saying? It's big business. It'll be great. And it's going to put him in in the mix for anything. Although it is weird. I'm not going to lie. It's weird the way the system works. Comes back in a welterweight bout. Hasn't won in three years. Yet if he wins this, he's probably the number one contender at 155. Again, the, the deepest division in the history of the sport. You God. really think so? Dude. You think he jumps the line after fighting at 170 to go back to yes. 155? If, if you don't believe the So history. then what do you do to Justin Gaethje? Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> Was Brock frickin' Lesnar about <laughs> to jump the line, bro? With a steroid failed test? I mean, Brock was so juiced. Right? Okay. You know what I'm saying here? I mean, can can I stall you long enough to bring up these sound bites? I mean, good Lord, bro. Okay? I've got one. Um, and I got it from your mom. No, no, you didn't, bro. Okay? You're jacked, and we know how. I'm a white boy, and I'm jacked. Deal with it. Well, you deal with it. And you almost got a title shot if you came back. So you tell me they wouldn't sell their soul for this if he knocks Cowboy out, good God, that's why they're setting this up. But, obviously, the fact that Cerrone could still win this makes this really the perfect fight all the way around. It's big business, but it is connected with our second piece of news that made Monster Headlines for the fifth time. It it could be the charm, April 18th, bro. Pay-per-view, Brooklyn, Barclays, back at the scene of the crime. This time it's Habib Nurmagomedov defending the lightweight title against Tony Ferguson. Fifth time UFC's tried to book it. We know the crazy long history of injuries and that weird Habib weight cut and Tony tripping over the court at the Fox Studios. Brandon, it's it's oddly perfect because this is the best time ever to have this fight. It's probably the last window where a 36-year-old Tony Ferguson could really have a 
legitimate sporting and betting chance to win. But yet at the same time, he's still the only guy I think can win against Habib with his style and his craziness. This is the best fight you could make in MMA or boxing on paper. True or false? Not the biggest, but the best. The best freaking fight. Stylistically? Yes. I mean, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford in boxing would be great, right? Deontay Wilder against any of the other big heavyweights would be great. But this is a dream. This is a hardcore fan's dream. Taco Tuesday, spread it wide, dive right in, okay? What does that even mean, Brandon? I don't know what you just said. All right. Can you guys hear this knock on wood? Because, good God, just let's stop trying to jinx this fight. We need to just wrap these dudes in bubble wrap right now. Make sure that they train. Make sure they can do whatever they need to. But, geez, just don't get hurt. We need to see this fight. Like, this is going to end up becoming the Pacquiao-Mayweather stuff if we don't actually get this fight done. You know, like, where we're going to see it five years too late where neither of them are in their primes anymore. Brandon, can I play some Punjabi beats just to celebrate this? Punjabi? (laughs) Yeah, that fired me up right there. That should be my new theme song for this show. All right? Yeah, telling jokes over here. <laughs> Normally people react like this to my jokes. <laughs> All right. All right, enough of that. Right, enough. Enough, stop. Brandon. I can't do it. Yahoo! All right. All right. Um <laughs> It's such I need a great to take fight. the soundboard away from it's me. This such, is ridiculous. It's such a great fight. I really believe Tony's the only guy who could do this. The only guy who'd be willing to, you know, be on his back for 2-3 rounds and get pounded up but still be coming on his feet, awkward crazy angles pushing the pain, pushing the pace. It's a fantastic fight. And selfishly, Brandon, you and I, two local NYC guys now, you got to be fired up for this, right? Yeah. Just, again, I don't. I really don't want to even talk about it because I just want the fight to happen. And I feel like if we keep talking about it, it's not going to happen. How good does this fight smell, though, right? Just like, just like... It is a beautiful aroma that arouses me. Right? Did you see what, what Tony said about people that are talking about the curse, too? F them. F them and don't watch the fight. <laughs> he said, if you think this fight's cursed, don't bother buying the pay-per-view. All right. All right. Um, winner gets Connor. That's the way it works, dude. Obviously, if Tony wins and there isn't a need for an immediate rematch with Habib, Tony Connor is – it's an insane dream fight. Brandon, it's an insane dream fight. I really want Connor to be you a thing. You want to see him against Tony? I want to see Connor against everybody because, look – is he a dis- deplorable human? He might be. All right. That's for juries to judge and then court of public opinion. But the sport is so much better when you get a transcendent superstar like that back in the mix. Look, the build the 229 was dark and dirty, and Connor played that villain side to the core. But remember Joyful Fun Connor, who goes in there and knocks people out? That I mean, that guy might not be there anymore. He may have gotten he may have gotten washed by money, and that's the end of it. We don't know that. But the idea of him back, the idea of making fun ass fights, him against Everyone from Gage. Heck, put him in there with James Vick. I'd be fired up and watching that thing. I'd have a phoner. All right, bro. I mean, there's three things in life that are certain. Water is wet, fire burn, and I'm going to beat Michael Bisping. Yeah, all three are true. All three are true. All right. Um, Other UFC fight announcements. Holy crap. Can I play this? I've been waiting all show to play this. Okay. Oh Get fired up. Boogie Woman is coming tomorrow, and she doesn't know who's coming. Wow. Is she the only one, Brandon? I mean, how fired up are you for this fight? We don't have a date yet, but the next is it? Do we have a date yet? Is it February that they're targeting this? I think it's February. Yeah. yeah what well, the, the deal here is the best division outside of lightweight, the most fun division in the whole sport. Women's f- strawweight, one one five. Zhang Weili will defend her title against former champion Yuana Young Jacek. Love. Love, 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 love. It looks like UFC 248. In March. March 7th at a deter- at a location to be determined. Brandon, I need to be at that location. You need to send location. Send me send me the freaking location. <laughs> I, I need to be there. I have to be there. I want to be there, okay? I'm going to smash your boy. I'll smash your girl, Brandon, all right? I, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, I didn't mean. I can you hit know, you now. We're I mean, next to each other. I mean, I didn't mean to talk about you on it like that, but you know what I'm saying, Brandon. You know what I'm saying. Um, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Great fight. Great fight. And, and look, from the UFC's point of view, I know, and look, Wei, Zhang Weili, however you want to say it, I've been told it's Zhang. It's pronounced Zhang. Okay. Sure. I'm not going to get that right, but okay. Obviously, it was a gift from the idea of expanding in China for her to beat Andrade that quickly, that dominantly. 
But if if you want to, and so there, what I'm saying is there's big money potential long-term behind her, and she seems to want to be a star and seems to bring it out more of her personality along with being a badass since winning the title. But look, if you want to win this back and we can get into the idea of a trilogy against Rose, you know, rematch with Andra. I mean, like, there's always fun fights to make at Strawway, but there's big business here, too. This is great. Yeah, I think this is more about getting uh, young Wei Li, as you called her, into the national spotlight. Because, like I said, when the when her when she won against Andraj, nobody knew who the hell she was. She's still an outcast, or not an outcast, but just an an outlier almost to the public, to the general public who follows these fights. Because it's like you won in China uh, on a Saturday at like seven a.m. on the East Coast in the United States, where nobody was watching that fight. And you won in what, like 30 seconds? On the damn plus. On the plus, you know? So this will be her, I think, I'd have to check again, but I think this will be her first pay-per-view that she's been a part of. She might have been on a prelim somewhere, but this will be her first pay-per-view. Like, hey, I'm here. I am the champion. I can defeat Ioana, you know? Like, that's going to be her opportunity. And for Ioana, it's a chance to be back in the spotlight where she feels like she belongs. It's, it's, it's perfect matchmaking at this point. So we've got 245 next week, big card. Connor, January 18th. We just hit you up that March is going to be JJ Zhang Wei Li. Habib, 25. We didn't in even April. Ta- we didn't even but talk February about the other one. Yeah. Is John Jones and Dominic Reyes, which got announced a, a little bit more than a week ago. And uh, it's the right fight to make. And when you're talking about, you know, it's, it's a test, it's a legitimate test for, for John. As a young, hungry guy, I'm still very wounded by. Vulcan's ability to take down uh, to take down young Dom Reyes at will there. But uh, look, when you get in a Toyo tires commercial, it means the company's got plans for you. So let's see what happens there. The point is, every month they're building. They're building something solid here. They're building something strong. Big fights to come. I don't know if JJ can beat Wei Li Zhang. All right? Zhang Wei Li. I don't know if she can, Brandon. It may be too far out. JJ's been through some wars. It, it, you know, like, it's been a while since she's been on top. But the Waterson fight was a winnable fight, and she looked great in doing it. Man, Jung Wei Li's jack too. She's gonna hurt some people, but she's a little bit small for that division. Like True. she's closer to she's closer to Andrade's size, so that'll be interesting to see how Yoan is able to to keep the distance. If she with can her. if she can do that that volume striking from the outside, it'll that'll be a fun ass fight. Uh, so what, give me some more fights that are coming. There's up. another one at light heavyweight that I thought you were gonna get into as well. There, so in February. I think this is the week after the John Jones fight against Dom Reyes. Some two other people that feel like they deserve a claim to the light heavyweight title challenger crown. Jan Blachowicz, or I'm sorry, did I say it wrong? Blachowicz? Is yes, that how he it's told you? Jan Blachowicz. Why people have trouble? I mean, just <laughs> no, just that's me. I call him Johnny Blachowicz at all times, right? <laughs> yes, Jan Blachowicz and Corey Anderson are going are expected to headline a card from. Rio Rancho. I don't know where that is. That's in New Mexico. I looked it up near um near the uh Albuquerque? Yeah, near the damn gym. The, oh, uh, uh, Jackson Wink. Jackson Wink. So it would be sort of a home game for them. It would be like having For a- who? For the Jackson Wink team. They'll but fill they, out the But undercard. they're going to headline. I know it's going to be like one of those cards where it's like But why why wouldn't you have somebody else that we're going to talk about in a second headline that card? Why is she fighting in, she's a bigger name. You're not gonna put Holly Holm uh, in a local Rancho Rio card, bro. She's a main eventer, though. Right? We, really? You're gonna do this? What am I gonna do? Why wouldn't you have Holly Holm headline a a fight night card? She's done it before because it they against... feel her brand is bigger and they want her to be. To... At this point, she's lost five of six. She's still a freaking like dude. Her, uh, you know her one win was a headlining against role. my bit, my girl, my my my. You betcha. I know. <laughs> I know who it was. Um, here's the deal, though, Brandon. I was there for UFC. Uh, what the hell was that card? Two thirty nine. And uh, was it really it? When she got sent to hell. Okay, she did get sent to hell. But by like, Amanda? I was there at her public workout, dude. She was the most popular fighter. Like, by um, what I'm saying is, it, the, it's still right. No so, one's gotten more off of one victory than her <laughs> ever, and she's still riding that wave. Right. But why wouldn't you give her that homecoming if it's in Rio Rancho? Because like, they still want to squeeze whatever's left out of her. It's obvious, and they oh. won't. All right. They're not the only ones. Um, Brandon. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this fight, though. This is this is a number one contenders bout at 205, Jan and Corey. And it's a great fight. Not, they felt neither one was the time or ready right now for John Jones. So put Dom Reyes in there and do the do the uh do the do this right now to find out who's next. It's it's good matchmaking. I mean, but how long are you gonna keep doing this to Jan Blahovich? Like, is well, he gonna dude, just, he just be a perennial contender okay, who doesn't actually get the fight? I got two things to say to you about that. One 
Jan had his opportunity. He just made a vent to the card, and he and he and he dropped the ball. All right, he dropped the ball. He won the fight, but he dropped the damn ball. I mean, he fought a wrestler. I get it, bro. He fought boring his balls, and that, <laughs> and look, uh, that's not me ripping him. That's me knowing what Dana White and UFC looks for. And two, his recent run isn't as impressive as I want it to be. He did get knocked out by Tiago Santos like two fights ago, and and it's you know yeah, but that was a war too. I get it, bro. I'm just saying that um, win this, you get a title shot. That's what the UFC saying to you. They're saying, hey, Corey Anderson, you got to do it one more time. And I do think it's good matchmaking. I mean, what, are you going to put both on ice? No, you're going to make them fight no, each other. I, I get it. I just feel like at this, like, do you really think Dom is more deserving at this point? Because he beat Chris freaking Weidman? No, but he's got a, he's got a much brighter brand. I guess. Jan has won six of seven, though, with the only loss against Tiago Santos, who just fought for the title. Look, you know what might happen one of these days, Brandon? And, 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 and Tiago Santos came close. John Jones might F around and lose the fight. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it might be a, a wake-up call type situation, you know, or like a blip on the radar. It might be a GSP Matt Sarah blip on the radar where GSP's like, F it. He comes back, he destroys him, and he goes, and he's bigger than ever. Like, it may be that. You kind of want that to happen to a Dom Reyes if you're the UFC more than a Corey Anderson or a Jan Bla. I mean, like, Dom Reyes has potential to, to brighter potential. But why would you want that to happen when, if it happens against a Jan Blahowicz and he gets not, like, if he loses to a Jan Blahowicz and then comes back and knocks him out, then you're done with Jan Blahowicz. No, you're not. Let's see, if, if this happens to Dom Reyes, let's say he pulls an upset and then lost the rematch, like, that's better for Dom's brand in the long term. You want that to happen to a Dom than you do a John. A but Jan. why couldn't you just make it like the Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua type situation where if Joshua wipes the floor with Andy Ruiz in the rematch this weekend, you'd never hear from Andy Ruiz anymore? Well, interestingly enough, did you see the quote yesterday from AJ? No. He said he wants a trilogy, no, no oh, matter God. what. Why? He says they make great fights together. Is he, is he scared? No, but what I hear is what I'm thinking. Um, Fury and Wilder have a rematch that does not involve the zone where AJ fights. In February, there's some rumors that they actually have a two-fight deal secretly already signed. So if they're going to hog the pay-per-view spotlight in 2020, then AJ's most marketable option, there's certainly more dangerous options. There's, you know, Alexander Usyk, there's Pulev, there's Dillian White in a rematch, but his, you know, people know Andy Ruiz now through these two fights, potentially. Yes. Anyway. Uh, even though Andy Ruiz is a PBC guy, we're we're going down the weeds on boxing here when we're really in MMA. And I just want to tell you that that's a good ass fight. And I want to talk to you about your boy at 205, Johnny Walker Weirdo. Did you see the comments he gave to a Brazilian outlet that were translated and put on Twitter by Aaron Bronstetter, my guy? <laughs> love that guy. Real nice guy, right? He's a dad. He's real, you know, dresses weird. We love that guy, right? Yeah. Um, I, I saw the comments. What? That Johnny Walker wants to fight like four to six times next year. And, and. He wants to, sma- quote, smash Chris Weidman's face next, end quote, to get him back for the two losses to Johnny's hero, Anderson Silva. Well, I mean, I mean, we know Andy's going to like that idea in the end. I love it. I love it, man. Yes, yes. Tell Dana that you love it. Oh, come on, Anderson. I say, come on, Dana. Come on. Come on. Bring your wife. Dana come say, on. No, 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 no. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. And Dana say, no, 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 no. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Um, I think this might this might bring me back with Johnny Walker because what he oh believes at the Are core, Brandon. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding you. He's a clown. But at the core, do <laughs> you know what he believes? He believes that Chris Weidman didn't win twice. Anderson Silva lost. I know you're joking with me because you're you hate both of these guys. Hate would be why a strong would, word, all right? Why would he fight Chris Weidman? This is him talking, not me. I bro. understand, all but right? Chris Weidman's been sent to hell by every other person. He's been through enough. By the way, did you see leave Chris, that man alone? Did you see Chris Weidman's comments that um his chin isn't washed and you know he's still got more in his chin. As long as he can see the shot coming, he's gonna be able to take it. Well, Bro, you have, uh, did you see Romero's knee? I mean, did you, did you, I mean. Dom Reyes's punch. I mean. Sosa's, Sosa's punch. He's been ended by everybody. Like, yikes. I do not need to see Johnny Walker against Chris Weidman. Please I don't think I need no. to see Chris Weidman anymore. I feel bad. And, you know, Mr. Weidman, I know. And everybody, thank you. And this is still my boy. Speaking, know, speaking of Weidman. Your, your boy's washed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Speaking of Weidman and his favorite, your favorite foil. Luke Rockwell, did you see that Polaris thing? The grappling yeah, match where yeah. he got cut above the eye? And he took an L. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a shirt, too. Like, no one wants to see that. The other dude was, like, ripped, too. And I think, I don't know if he got, like, like uh, he's embarrassed. He's been up, up in his feelings eating lately? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. But... No, he's been, like, 
modeling and stuff, right? I don't know. But I saw him take an L and try to get mad about getting cut early in that fight and or whatever you call it, grappling match. And He should yeah. smoke an L and just chill out. Go back smoke to, an L? Yeah, go back down to 205 where you belong. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, 185. Make the hard-ass cut. Or actually, just do the trilogy. Seriously, just do the rematch with Weidman at 205. Loser, Leafs Town match. I would get down for that. Because they're right. like, I don't know who would win. Like, who wins that fight at this point? They're both just awful. Rockhold. Rockhold wins that fight. Bro. Okay. Rock, did you see him at 205? He's a jacked ish house. And then what happened? Well, yeah, he keeps his chin out there. I'm not, you know, uh, like, you know, I mean, uh, do I have to bring in Bisping to tell you what happened? It's not open for debate. Uh-oh. The chin has to be tucked. Ask any striking coach. Karen, you're very good at reading the teleprompter. We are the fighters, okay? The chin has to be tucked. The chin has to be tucked in. No, no, let's... Wow. All right. We got we got the message, Mike. All right. Which eye are you looking at me with? We got the message. No, that, that's on that's unprofessional. I don't, I don't I don't get down like that. Uh Brandon, elsewhere in the news cycle, you mentioned Holly Holm, Raquel Pennington rebook for UFC two forty six. You see that tweet, the rematch. I mean, come on, nobody needs this rematch. It's that's, fine. I mean it's fine. It's fine. That's but, your boy Mikey Bone from the MMA. I like junkie. that dude. He's a good dude. Look, there's there's He's nice, the one calling it a rem the rematch. There's nice people out in there in MMA journalism, much better than boxing. Boxing's a cesspool of uh <laughs> boxing's a wasteland of of uh, but there's some nice guys out. You like any MMA journalists? I mean, I've not met most of them. So, oh god, what a horrible answer! All right, there's a lot of good looking really? ones. Yeah, really. There's a lot of good looking ones like Brett Okamoto, of course. That's what Joanna <laughs> said. You know? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what else you got for me in news? Talk, talk, bring it. Okay, bring it. Listen, we're already off the rails as it Bro, is. There, there is no rails. Okay. I don't even remember when the last time is that we did this show. Like, had we talked about the fact that that Blahowicz? Had beaten Souza? Was that before we did our last show? Nobody remembers. Right? <laughs> do you know how many shows I do? Nobody remembers. Um, I guess Faraz Zahabi is talking about GSP coming back. I didn't get to hear any of these comments. I'm hoping you maybe did. No, I didn't. Um, I, I you know, I, you know, I skimmed them. I skimmed them. Yeah, there seems to be teasing that that's the case. All right, so let, let's let's investigate that. Is he going to get what he really wants? Is he going to get the the Habib title shot? And if he can't make 155 or the UFC isn't willing to give him that shot to be the first ever three division champion because, you know, they think he'll just give it up, which is probably a good bet. Um, would it matter if GSP and Habib fought at a catchweight? Would that even matter? Like, it'd be a curiosity, but it wouldn't matter, right? Yeah. I did find it interesting that they so one of those betting sites released odds for uh, Floyd Mayweather because he announced during our break as well that he was making his return in 2020. Guess who was on that list of potential fighters for him to face in 2020? GSP? GSP. And he was like the third highest odds, or third lowest odds, I guess. GSP was always one of the better boxers. Good jab. But, like, I'm done with this Floyd versus MMA <laughs> guy. Floyd versus Tension Nasukawa. It's like, dude, fight Pacquiao or get out of here, right? What would he fight him at even? Because cause GSP's a 170 guy. I'd probably make him cut down to some weird like middleweight, middleweight catchweight. I don't know. Like, I don't really care. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I just right? made you so sad after we yeah, had so much Yeah, you know what? Fun. GSP, maybe Rockhold was right. GSP, I don't know what I need to do. You want me to beat some sense into you? You don't belong here. You're going to get crushed. Better back out. Get out of this thing while you still can. This is my fight. This is my fight. It's not your fight, Luke. And I'll be there soon as... <laughs> Sooner than you, motherfucker. Oh, wow. Hey, all right. Look at that guy. Um, I do want to ask you this question. GSP had been all about, I'm only coming back for history. So, again, if he does not get that shot at the lightweight title, the biggest fight you can make for him, what is the what is the fight? That sort of like, okay, you could just say, well, him and Connor do, do billions. Yeah, it would. But what is the fight if you can't do Habib? I mean, he's not going to fight like Usman or something, right? Is it a Diaz brother? What is it? Do you think that he would be interested in the BMF title? No. No? No, not Just, at all. Are you kidding me? Like no. That goes, that goes against his principles? Every, it goes against everything. <laughs> I mean, in fact, in fact, let's bring in George to, to react to that statement from you. I think you should shut shut up. You're unbiasing <laughs> yourself right now. I, are you still drunk right now? Are you still drunk? Or what, what's no, going on? No, but I'm going to go... What, that, what is going on with him? I'm gonna go have a Your beer. voice is kind of you. What, what is happening with you? My God, are you are you LT? Are you okay? Is is up up here? Is it hey, hey, get hey, hit too much or what? Hey, hey. Who's he talking to? I, didn't I know, was going to ask you. I didn't that. know that soundbite goes that long. That's interesting. All right. Um, I mean, like, you like, yeah, we'd love like a 
Nate Diaz celebrity rematch fight or Nick Diaz or you know what I'm saying Nick Diaz rematch or something. But um, I mean him against Nate would be fun. Yeah, I think that's Nick's fight though. That's his brother's fight. I don't know. Whatever that means well, anyway. I don't know. Did one was did we talk about Nick's interview on this no, show? No, so let's go ahead, Brandon. Take the damn floor, all right? We've had we've been off a, a, a I don't a hot remember minute. if we did or not. I think we did. We did, did but we did it was early. It was like the day after the interview. We really and at that point to be honest with you, I'd skimmed it, but I hadn't really, 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 really watched it. I was fearful for Nick's health legit. We find out afterwards that what we didn't know coming in that they apparently like were fresh off having a bunch of drinks. And that footage that came out of him like sparking a joint before they turned the cameras on. So I guess you could you could try to claim that for the slurred speech and the being off the rails, even though that's also on brand. But since then, have you seen those public like live Instagrams where he's telling people, I, I can't, I, I got, I'm, I'm training for a fight. I'm going to be back soon. Mm-mm. You didn't see that? No. So Nick's live Instagram is a, is a shit show. It's like a mess. It's him drunk all the time. So he was with that. You know that fat dude who has things written on his chest that like pays people to punch him in the balls? You know that dude? I don't know where he what? is. What? I what well, I search a lot online. I like people get hit in the balls. It's hilarious. All right, I search a lot. It's the same weird guy keeps coming up. Nick was next to that guy. They were filming him. Somebody offered Nick to do some kind of stunt. He's like, "No, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm training. I'm going to be coming back soon for a big fight." Okay. I mean, dude, listen. Like, we talked about that interview when it happened, and I, like you said, I was worried about him personally. Like, he seemed like he was in a bad, bad place mentally. Like, even for a Diaz brother, the slurred speech was a lot, incoherent rambling. Like, it was more than you're used to seeing or hearing. Way more. And the rumors that have been going around about him and, like, his partying lifestyle where he's drinking all the time. He's not – he's really not staying sober whatsoever. It's just, like, it makes it all so scary where you just feel like this is going to end so tragically. Like, I hope he's getting right. I hope – that was just a incident where, like you said, it was he had drinks before and then smart, spoke sparked a joint before, and that's the reason why. But it's tough to think that that's the only reason. Plus, if you're Ariel Hawani telling him you're going to do this interview, why are you going to get drinks before that interview? You know, like if you need, if you know you're going into this, this is your first public comments in a long time. Well, I think it's because he will probably want to loosen up. He's got anxiety, you know, public social anxiety. Um, I mean, maybe, how many drinks did you have? Maybe then? Ariel had to talk him into. I don't know. I don't try to get in the head of other people, especially <laughs> not Ariel or or Nick. But you know, I, there's obviously a lot of fun fights then, you can make. I didn't want to see him fight again after watching that that interview. I'm starting to wake up that maybe I judged it too harshly because look, dude, you got a lot of drinks in me. You get a lot of caffeine in me. You're going to get some weird things on the microphone sometimes, Brandon, okay? I can be a hissing cockroach after after three <laughs> coffees, all right? You know what I mean? So you got to be careful, I guess. But but still, I mean, I don't know, bro. You know? You are the weirdest person. That I was know. a weird sound. That's an alligator, just so you know. <laughs> I don't know who, who captured that or who knew it, you know? All right, great. That's right. That was that wasn't a horse. That was actually my my. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Wait, let's talk on. about this weekend. Hold on. I've got one more for you. <laughs> All right, enough animals. Enough Can animals. We talk about for the one day. one of the fights this weekend. Uh, that... This weekend coming up. What Ronda Rousey finance? She's not here. Um. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to this. Uh, this here. Uh, this here. Uh, weekend preview. Before we get into the UFC DC card, did I bury the lead off the top of the show? There's another big MMA card this week, and it goes down. I think that's what you're leading me towards, Brandon, in McAllen, Texas. The largest, uh, it's a pay-per-view, and it's the biggest fight in Combate MMA, Combate America's MMA history. Nice accent. When Tito Ortiz faces former WWE champion Alberto Del Rio, El Patron, Dos Karras Jr., whatever you want to call him. Uh, bonus pod this week on the SOC that came out Monday. If you have not checked it out, please do so. Jack Crosby and myself sat down separately with the big names. Also had Max Bretos, the voice of Combate America, former Sports Center star host, uh, former WWE announcer, on to, to have some fun. But um, it's an interesting fight. It's an interesting piece of business. They're doing it, obviously, to bring eyes to the brand. And this is a promotion that made its name aiming at Hispanic fans, both on both sides of the border. And they're trying to use that in this weird political build of like the real Mexican 
Alberto against the Mexican-American Tito, who's MAGA now, and yet Alberto just became a U.S. citizen, and which side of the wall are you on, and all that stuff. But yet at its core, it's a, it's a Bellator-level celebrity sort of washed fight that I, I can't get enough of. I got to see what happens, bro. You got to believe this is a massacre, though, right, being set up to happen. Even with Tito being 44, the dude's been active. Oh, man. I feel like we're going to get a Dada situation here if Alberto survives, like, more than two minutes. Well, I mean, Alberto, it's tough to say. I, I was about to say, well, Alberto can fight. Well, can he really fight? <laughs> He's 9-5 and five and hasn't fought in nine years as a mixed martial artist. And you can laugh watching the video of Crow Cop in Pride sending him to hell while he was wearing a wrestling mask. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he he's... Six, four, or five. He's he's pretty jacked from his wrestling career. Not that that means you can fight. He's going to have a size advantage, which is why they're doing it at a two ten catch weight. But at the end of the day, Tito takes him down, even with Alberto's uh, wrestling amateur wrestling background. Um, this could be like remember that really bad old guy fight Tito versus Bonner under the Bellator banner. Dude, I I am done with Tito. Like I know you're in on this. I am so out. I'm in on the on the gas station element of this, right? I mean, on the... Yeah, give me that. I know that hot dog's awful for me. Get Oh, it's got cheese in the middle, too? Get, yeah, give me it. Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, so the bun's been soaked in green food coloring? <laughs> yeah, give me the give me the damn hot dog. I'm going to eat it, all right? I know what's going to happen. I know what it's made of. Give it to me. This is going to be a slop fest, Brandon, but it's probably going to be fun. Sure. Right. What? Who else is on this card? A lot of young names that hope that they're hoping people will get to see. But then again, Golden Boy MMA tried this as well, right? With Tito Chuck 3. Well, Tito, Tito also said that he wants to fight Kane or Bader after this. No. That Are you going to get them to come to Combate? No. He's, what... So he's, he's obviously baiting us. And so many people took the bait and wrote the headline. I saw Luke Thomas on Twitter making fun of people who did that. Um yeah, it's just delusional. It really is. I mean, I'm mean, a shout out to Tito. Look, he's a legend. He's hanging on on the old guy circuit. He's getting paydays. What am I going to tell him? Stop. He's not getting knocked cold in these fights, right? He got submitted by Liam McCary, but he's won all the old guy fights around that. Or Liam McGarry. I'm sorry. Um, My favorite, do you, you follow that Boracina Depot account? Yes. That tweets out all the funny videos of him during interviews. Yes. <laughs> Where he's just rambling and makes zero sense. He's a train wreck in <laughs> interviews. It's it's really ridiculous. But uh, you know what, Brandon? I'm going to be looking out to see what happens. So please go out and check out our podcast this week. Interviews with all of them, whether you think they're delusional or not. It's, it's an interesting piece of business. But the real fights, quote unquote, this weekend do go down in D.C., when UFC Fight Night invades on ESPN, bro. Interesting heavyweight main event. Alistair Overeem against the busy and rising Jair Rosenstruck. Correct, Brandon? Yes, sir. The Brazilian fella? Sorry. Not, the, not the, Brazilian, The, the Surinamese wow. fella? Wow. Uh, different continent he's from. Different there, continent. <laughs> Nicknames Big Boy and Black and Nasty. But look, he's made, <laughs> he's made a name for himself with some... With some big wins here, three and zero in the UFC, all this calendar year. Junior Albini, Alan Crowder, you know Andre Olavsky. You can you can do what you will with some of those, but all three by knockout. Two of them within the first thirty seconds. Um, you know it's way too early to say anything about even with this this narrow division about a title. You know because it's a true title contender. But what would it mean if he did the same against thirty nine year old Alistair Overeem? It would mean that he would probably find his way onto my honorable mention list for fighter of the year. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. You're such a... I'm just messing with you All at right. this point. Um, yeah, I mean, they're clearly trying to fast track him somewhat into this opportunity. I mean, obviously, he's getting this opportunity because of really bad, unfortunate circumstances with Walt Harris and his, his daughter that they ended up finding out. That's that awful. She, that she died after being abducted, it seems like. And... He had to pull out of the fight, so now Jair steps into this opportunity after what? When did he fight um, Arlovsky? I think that was like a month ago, something like that. And now he's getting another opportunity to step in into a November second at UFC 244. Yeah, so yeah, about a month ago, and he's getting an opportunity to step in as a main eventer after being like a prelim and early prelims person for his first three fights. This is a big step up, man. And on ESPN as the main event, like. This is a sneaky good card too, and we're gonna see. A, we're gonna find out a lot about him in this fight because that's gonna be a lot of pressure to live up to those expectations, especially against a veteran like Overeem. I mean, Overeem can still hurt you at this age. He can yeah. still get you out of there. There's no question. Well, that and he can. He he's veteran. You know, like he's been in every big stage possible. So he made he, Stipe tap. Let's not forget that Stipe and Dice. 
UFC DC this weekend. Um, he's uh, he's four and two since this is over him. I'm talking about four and two since the title loss to Stipe enters on a two fight win streak. Although those were not necessarily against great names, but um. You know, he's look, let's be honest. Overeem's been largely feast or famine since coming to the UFC. And he's still a dangerous out. This is probably the perfect test for Jair at this point to see yeah. who this Jair Zinho actually is. He's not Brazilian. I'll tell you that much, bro. All right. <laughs> I will tell you that much. There's, um, not, there's not much else you could have done for him at this point, right? Like, you just gave him another old name in Arlovsky and he vanquished him in 30 seconds. Like, He's got crazy power. He's that he's one of those guys that Rashad talks to us about all the time. He sees him at Hard Knocks now. He's come up he's come down to Florida to do some of his training and he hits like Rumble Johnson does. Like he's got ridiculous power, which is what you saw against Arlovsky. So I will I am very intrigued by this. I, I wanna see how how Overeem handles this, if he's the one putting the pressure on or if he's letting uh Rosenstruck control the octagon and, and set his own pace. Because that will tell me a lot about where Overeem feels in this fight after getting having to change opponents on about 30 days' notice. Interesting stuff indeed. This co-main event, Brandon, we're talking about Marina Rodriguez, a rising fighter, 2-0-1, 3-0-1 in her UFC run. Unbeaten overall, just as that draw with Randa Marcos. She's moving up into a co-main event spot here in my favorite division women's strawweight against Cynthia Calvillo. Interesting-ass fight. Has Marina impressed you coming off of that big one over Tisha Torres? Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. I mean, Calvillo's my girl. I, I think that... Calvillo's she, put the train back on the tracks from that yeah. decision loss to Cookie Monster. She had the decision loss, and she's come back from that, that really weird marijuana suspension that she had. Where She, she had metabolites, out, bro, all right? Where she was out for, what, nine months, I think, or something? Yeah. So, after she had, like, a crazy 5-0 and o year, so... I, I think this is a good test for both. This is like a fringe top 10, top 15 fight where you're going to see somebody start to make their move back up into the top five possible title contention. This is an interesting card. Look, the main event's going to bang. You're right on that co-main event kind of being important. We got and names and, then, and stories here, bro. We got then, a sloppy Super Bowl <laughs> here as Stefan Struve, the skyscraper, <laughs> comes back from that one-day retirement, and he's going to fight the weird Ben Rothwell. Right now, there is not a man in this planet that can stop me inside this octagon, and only politics can slow me. And I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> USADA can slow him, too, Brandon. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm here for this fight. All right, I'm here for this fight. Nothing more to say about that. It's sloppy as all hell. Um, Interesting women's bantamweight fight, though, with Aspen Ladd coming off of that controversial stoppage loss by knockout to Jermaine Durandamy. Now she's got Yana Kunitskaya, former title challenger, a decent out. But when you look at how freaking shallow both the bantamweight and featherweight divisions are on the women's side under Amanda Nunez. And when we're talking about who the hell else would Nunez face if she defeats GDR next week outside of my girl, Valentina Shevchenko, moving back up and wait for a trilogy, you're probably talking about Aspen Ladd if she can get by Kunitskaya on Saturday, correct, Brandon? At 135. Yes. Okay, I was going to say, because I don't think Aspen Ladd can fight at 145. No one's asking her to, so stop that crap, all right? Wait, was she, did she, she's the one who had the really scary weight cut, right? Yes. What, to get to 135? I can check on that for so you. So I think, I mean, maybe she has to go to 145 after I don't think it really fight. matters at this point. I mean, it's, you're still fighting the same person. Yeah, but, I mean, carrying the weight can be a little bit different. Um, she missed weight. It was for the la- it was for the GDR fight. She she didn't miss weight. She, she almost did, did she, yeah. She was shaking on the scale. She's also missed weight in, in under the Invicta banner for Bantamweight as well. Um, yeah. Look, it's, she's she's a good fighter. She's she's shown us a lot. She's eight and one. She needs to she needs to win convincingly here. And again, who else are you going to pick? There's no other retreads. We're not doing the Nunez versus her last loss against uh, what's her name against uh, Kat Zingano. Zingano's out the door. She's a Bellator, so there's nobody else. So uh, well, there is somebody else, but they're not going to do it yet. Who Shevchenko? Yeah, that's what I just said, Broski. <laughs> um, look, Yana. Of course, she moved up for the opportunity against Chris Cyborg and got knocked out for her trouble in the first round. Has bounced back with wins over Lena Landsberg and Marion Reynaud. So, she's she's an out. You got to get past her. Yeah. She's a pretty lady. Get past her. Fo- I saw this. Said her nickname is Foxy. Foxy Yana Kunitskaya. <laughs> yeah, I like that. 
Song Yadong back against Cody Stammen. Is that, is that here for you? That. I'm here for that. I don't that. know if I'm here for that. All what? Right. The Donger? You don't want to see the Donger I do again? like the Donger. I'm a little bit more pumped up for Rob Font, Ricky Simone. That, Give yeah. me that. That's a good fight. Ricky um, Simone, best mullet in the game. Yes. Uh, Tiago Alves, Tim Means. Yeah, I'd, I'd care. I'd watch it. Um, Chuck Mindenhall was fired up for a Matt Wyman comeback. I'm, that's not moving. Mm, uh, it's there. I know you're a big Mahmoud Muradov fan. <laughs> yeah. Chris Fishgold is back. No, nah, nobody cares. All right, Brandon, that's the fight cards for this weekend. Uh, wh- give me a Tito Alberto prediction, please. Um, pain for everybody watching. Um, will you watch it legally? No. It's only $30, Brandon. It's $30? I said only $30. <laughs> um, send me a stream, bro. All right. Talk to me about, please. Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr., the rematch in boxing, heavyweight championship, three or four titles on the line. Please, folks, check out our boxing show this week on the State of Combat for a detailed preview. We're going to have instant analysis as well Saturday night. Brandon, what are your thoughts on that fight? You're going to make me make a prediction on this fight? Yeah. yeah. What, what is it going to cost me something? I mean, what, are you going to yeah. pull your back gonna, out, digging deep for this? Come on. <laughs> who's, who's, look, I'm going to throw it behind a subscription on The Athletic. People care about heavyweight boxing. Who's going to win this? <sighs> It'll be in Saudi, bro. I know you're so on Anthony Joshua in this fight. You think that the business just needs him to win? No, I just think he's going to – He's gonna. he got caught. He got caught in the first fight in the year. Get, uh, watch me punch you in the year right now. You'll be <laughs> – for four rounds, you'll be walking sideways, all right? Listen, guys. You'll be on Queer – Listen, Brandon, listen. you'll be on Queer Street. Have you ever been there? All right, first of all <laughs> – First of all, you jacked from the sparring match. Let's not forget no, this. No, you no, jacked. no. No, you broke the spirit of of. Uh, no. for, first no. of all, like the like the Fury family, I'll never jack. <laughs> okay, I like Tyson said. Even though I did a few times in college, I'll never pull out. I'm not pulling out nothing. All right, all right. Oh, God. Second of all, I have the tape of you throwing uppercuts at the gym. That was the funniest it's thing incriminating I've ever, that I've ever I was, seen. I, first of all, I, you were like, hey, come to my boxing gym. I'm like, yeah, bro, let's have some fun. I didn't think we were going through a, like, a 25-minute like killer workout doing burpees. Right. and It shit. was not Just a killer as, workout. It was a warm-up. All I was doing at that point was playing hoops once a week. I'm not, I wasn't trying to pretend I was in shape. And what are you doing shape. now? And what are you doing now? Playing hoops every other week okay. and, and eating a lot. All right? I travel too much. Um, you broke the spirit of our deal. It's fine, though. Okay. I think Andy Ruiz wins the fight. I just, I don't think Joshua has the recipe to beat him for whatever reason. I feel like Andy's going to be able to get inside on him and it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be an ugly decision where Andy is just able to stay in the guard and keep Joshua as tight and not allow Joshua to dictate the pace with his jab. Interesting. Interesting. Do you believe... Do you believe, here's the here's the hard thing. There's a couple of things you have to ask yourself whether you're going to believe. Do you believe that AJ was a little bit more smoke and mirrors than the than the money in the in the fans would would want you to believe in that he he found his kryptonite, or you can flip it and say I've never seen Andrew Reeves look that good in any other fight in his career before this. Like it kind of was a perfect storm. He caught the champ on the ear. Yes, but it's also the same. You can say the same thing about Joshua's career to this point. Like he beat oh in. Oh, no, stop Kl- that. Stop that. What? I hate that argument so much. Okay. Why? Was Klitschko old? Yes. Klitschko fought with so much damn heart in that fight. He was better in that fight than he'd been for seven years before that. And I'm not here to tell you, I'm not even an AJ guy, but I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. He got hurt against Dillian White and persevered. He got hurt against Takam and persevered. He outboxed Joe, Joe Parker. I'm telling you that he's been in some big fights and he's done some things. He's never been perfect. He's been a little bit vulnerable. But I, I hate this new narrative that, oh, AJ oh. got knocked out. Oh, now it's he was interesting. Never... It's interesting that you're saying this is the new narrative. When I said this to you about Deontay Wilder before you got on the Deontay I Wilder train. I wasn't on the train for no, a while. No, no, you weren't on the train no, because you said he didn't fight anybody. He, well, he didn't. He, he didn't forever. Well, right? He still hasn't really fought anybody besides How Fury. Dare How dare you? I'm just saying you can make a narrative for whatever you want. I'm like a narrative for you, okay? <laughs> All right? All right? You, 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 you Joshua, <laughs> Joshua, he's like, they, they sheltered him too much, I think. I don't think they allowed him to become the full fighter that he needed to be. Interesting. Like, Interesting. Like Klitschko, you're right. Klitschko did challenge him. He knocked him down. He bloodied him up. Do you know what Tyson? He was still 38 years old. Do you like, know what Tyson Fury said about Anthony Joshua in that fight? He didn't. He swallowed. The old term in boxing is he swallowed. And that's it. All right. Have you ever seen a man swallow? <laughs> what happens when a man swallows once? It's hard to come back from. He'll always do it. All right. So that's... I'm regretting this move every time I'm with you now. <laughs> oh, wow. 
All right, Brandon. That's the show for you guys. Uh, hey, remember that time Bob Aram was asked about MMA by Errol Hawani? UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also look like skinhead white guys. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. At least somebody got the score right. Uh, please listen to our boxing show this week. Be on the lookout. The SOC is in your ear hole every week, every day sometimes. Pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing. Sugar Rashad Evans, the Hall of Famer, will be back next week for our big UFC 245 preview. Uh, Brandon Wise getting settled into Connecticut. Loving the way it looks on him and feels. Good luck to you moving forward. Follow us on State of Combat at BrandonWise65, at Sugar Rashad, at B. Campbell, CBS. Long pregnant pause. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Um, I was trying to find another Bob Aram sound. Will you sound stop bite. with the sound word today, dude? I'm soundtastic today. Oh, Bob Aram, one time. We had an orgy for two days. Never screwed so many women in my life in one short period of time. Yeah, we out. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.